Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside podcast. Here is your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to Rise Inside. My name is Justin Starbird, and today I have uh, Director of Business Development from Rise Robotics, uh, Ken Gray, and Dulcie Madden from The Engine. Dulcie, Ken, welcome. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having us. This is uh, Dulcie and I get together uh, often by video. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Agreed. Well, I'm thrilled to have you uh, have you both on. You know, Ken, um, you and I are, are uh, becoming old hat at this, uh, getting to talk to you know folks in and around uh, Rise. So, um, looking forward to you know uh, another one. Yeah. Hey, I, this I have a, a distinction that uh, like I was the first two time guest, and now I'm the first three time guest on, yeah. on the uh, on the pod. <laughs> Gonna have to start calling you the the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you have to be um, my the only the, the only person that's been on the pod more often than me is well, I you. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Well, Dulcie, thanks for uh, coming into yeah. you know our our world today. Um, this is uh, pretty exciting. Um, tell me a little bit about the engine and um, the kinds of companies that the engine works with. Yeah, so the engine was a, is a venture capital fund um, that was started by MIT in twenty seventeen. Um, and basically what we do is we invest in tough tech companies or what we call tough tech. Um, and we have, we sort of invest in three key areas, climate change, um, human health and advanced systems. And what we, our thesis is that essentially these companies that are developing, you know, market changing, world changing technologies um, and trying to commercialize them will take um, more money, more time, more support, and a better network to actually be able to grow and flourish and, and change the world um, as intended. And so we're here to, to provide capital. Um, as a venture firm, we write checks and investments for seed, pre-seed, and Series A companies. Um, and then we also look to provide infrastructure, so actual either lab or, or shop or tooling space. And then um, we also seek to provide our, our portfolio companies with a really strong network. Um, and we do that now across 35 investments um, across two different funds. We work, we still work really closely with MIT. We also work with Harvard, but and most of our investments are based in the Massachusetts area. And Dulcie, what is uh, what is your role at the uh, at the engine? Yeah, so I am um, an operating partner and the head of partnerships, and so it's sort of two pieces. And my role as an operating partner, I work directly with our founders and their teams. Um, to think about how they're commercializing their their technologies, and so I have the pleasure of working with with Ken Gray to think about, you know, what types of strategic partners should they be working with, sort of what should their customer landscape be, et cetera. Um, and I'm sort of like an extra arm or brain that can can work with with these teams as they're growing. On the other side of things, I'm the head of partnerships, which means that if I'm I'm trying to build a really high value, um, high touch network of um, CTOs, um, you know, operators, business development executives, that's sort of the Fortune 500 companies. So if we're mm -hmm. thinking about, 
you know, our company's going out and developing a joint venture, a joint development agreement, or a sales relationship, um, or even potentially some sort of financing avenue, like how, how does that happen? And how could we as the engine help provide those relationships to help those things go faster and more efficiently? Um, and so I've been here for about a year and a half and I, I love it. That's awesome. So one, you know, immediate question uh, is, you know, what is tough tech? Can you help define that? And, and, and truly, what does that mean um, to, to you? Yeah. So um, tough tech is, as we see it is, is typically research that's coming out of a lab and it might be the result of, you know, a decade, two decades, three decades of research. Um, and it's stuff that takes an intense amount of, of knowledge of sort of again, that capital piece, um, and then time to really think about how to do that. So it's things that just are really different. So fusion, um, uh, geothermal, supercritical geothermal energy, like large scale grid level battery storage, um, autologous cell engineering, um, electrifying hydraulics and heavy machinery like, you know, Rise Robotics is doing. So things that could really transform industries. Um, that's what we call, call tough tech. Um, and I just think it's, you know, also goes with a category of, it's just gonna take more passion, more drive, more creativity for our founders and their teams to really get these technologies done. And so part of it is, you know, who are who are the tough tech founders that we're looking at and, and what are those characteristics too? Well, I think Rise fits a lot of those um, boxes. It just, uh, you know, had the pleasure of, of uh, speaking with the founders of, of Rise Robotics and, um, to hear, you know, uh, some of the, I don't want to say horror stories, but challenges that, yeah. that they had um, to not just get funding, but then to, you know, uh, share their vision with folks and have people, you know, see the same thing that they did. Yeah. Uh, and, and not only that, but also some of the evolution, right? So if you're talking about, you know, information and, and then actually putting it to work um, to create something, you know, it does take a lot of capital, not just in terms of monetary funding, but also like, um, as you, you just stated, you know, part of your role is to think about some of these things and you use experience. And I think, um, you know, that was really interesting, you know, to hear, uh, you know, the rise story, but, you know, I, I know it, what, what is it that brought you to rise and, or made, made rise attractive uh, to the engine? Yeah, so uh, it's, it's a great question. So, so Rise is sort of a great sort of story coming out of MIT. Some of the founders um, won a couple of the big mechanical engineering competitions, 2007, 2009, um, came out of school with an idea of sort of hydraulics and movement and more efficient use of all of those things. Um, and then started a company and, and, and worked for a number of years trying to think about like, how are we actually going to build this? What is the market we're gonna deploy in? What is that gonna look like? Um, and when the, the team sort of hit in this idea of electrifying you know, hydraulics um, through linear, linear actuators, et cetera, um, it, it was amazing because it hit on this idea of like you could literally transform entire swaths of the OEM industrial machinery um, sort of commercial machinery industry, right? And if you're thinking about climate change, um, if you are thinking about like increasing efficiency and sort of the time and, and human components of that, if you're thinking about safety, mm -hmm. 
those really sort of hit the buckets um, of what, what we might think about in terms of being a great investment. And so we were really lucky to meet the team and sort of realize that our visions were aligning. And, and the thing that's amazing is that none of these technologies are easy to think about how to get to market. There's a thousand ways to think about how to build a product. How do you actually get it to market? Who are the partners you work with? And that's part of that mindset, right? Like it takes so much grit and resilience to think about, okay, what if we try this? What if we try this? And you talk to your customers and you think about what that path, and then you think about what is the biggest company we can build. Um, and, you know, I think that the Rise team really has it. Like they are definitely thinking through the right, right way to build that. And they're also thinking about how to attract great leadership like Ken. Um, and it's, it's, it's really a fun to be part of their journey. Absolutely. Well, you know, Ken, um, we just talked to, to one of the, the founders and Kyle Delanquilla um, and, you know, saw his um, or, you know, heard some of, of the history. They, they also, the founders put together a pretty unique, you know, thought process when it does come to take on funding. Right. And so, so Ken, tell me a little bit about like, you know, when we look at the minimum that they're willing to accept, not accept, but it, it's actually um, the least amount of funding that they'll they'll take to get the amount, the maximum, you know, uh, yeah. out, output. You know, tell me a little bit about that strategy. Uh, well, first, Dulcie, thanks for the compliments. You know, this is a this is an outtake of the Dulcie Ken Mutual Admiration Society today. Um, so, if, I guess first of all, you know, I think of. I think we think of it as lean investment. We want to minimize, we want to accept the minimum investment required to get us to the next threshold. Um, you know, we're not about finding a hundred million dollars and figuring out how to spend it. We're about, you know, let, let's, let's really get the minimum investment that we need to get to the next level in whatever strategic next level it is that we've, that we've defined. And that next level is going to lead us to more clients to make us, to make us self-sustaining at, at, at that incremental level of investment. Um, and I, I, so I think, you know, that's, it's, it, it's interesting, uh, a potential investor referred to us as cockroaches, you know, <laughs> you know, and said, you know, how are you guys still here operating that way? Uh, and my understanding is that that comment was made like six or seven years ago, uh, that, uh, you know, you guys, you can't survive that way. And uh, in fact, uh, this is, this is year 11 of rise, uh, which is, which is astonishing to me, uh, that, uh, that it's, uh, and I, you know, Dulcie, I think grit, the word you used was there is grit. I think it's a really great, a really great word that I didn't fully appreciate coming from industry, a well-established company into, into Rise, you know, the beginning of this year. I didn't realize how much grit this team had and how much it needs to have, you know, to, to continue doing what they do. Um, living that way. And uh, they're going to be successful, I think, just based on the talent, the engineering talent, the, the, uh, the incredible technology and this resilience or grit that, the, that this team has is just, it's remarkable. Yeah, great. You know, I think a couple, uh, just a couple more things. I mean, one, uh, first of all, I mean, it, we're really honored that the engine selected Rise to as an investment target, and the capital that came from the engine is 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 certainly very very important. But I I actually think that the engagement of the engine with Rise is even more important. So there's a we have an active an engaged board member. Uh, we have an active and engaged advisor to the board, a, another person, just an incredible, two incredible individuals. We have access to uh, to the uh, 
to the engines network for hiring. Uh, so they've helped us fill open positions that we've had uh, we've, where we've had great need and they've brought us great, introduced us to great talent. Uh, we've used, uh, we've been able to take advantage of, I think from a business development standpoint, new contacts, introductions to innovative forward thinking companies. And then Dulcie, you know, one, one of the things that Dulcie knows that I love to do, engage in is we often have office hours or forums where the, where the founders or business development leaders get to engage with one another and we can bring burning questions that we have as startups or scale-ups kind of depending, depending on where we're at in our journey and say, hey, I have this problem. How have you thought about solving that problem? So there's some great, um, you know, there's some, there's some great sharing going on among the leaders of the, uh, the engine-supported network of, uh, of startups. Delcy, how does that, you know, uh, what Ken's just kind of described, how does that work within, you know, your portfolio? Is it an anomaly or, you know, do you see a lot of companies now operating this way? You know, what, what has made, you know, this partnership um, unique? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think that there's, you know, it's, I think across the board, it's sort of um, ebbs and flows per company, but I will say we tend to be a very active investor, right? So what, what Ken just said, um, we have really active board members who are happy to sort of take a lead board member position. Um, we, we try to work really close with our founders because we know it's um, in their teams because we know that what they're doing is incredibly hard. Um, if you're a first-time founder, like most of our founders are, like, right, they're coming out of academia, out of a postdoc, out of graduate work. Um, you know, being, being able to ask for the coaching to think about how to build your company, how to build your team, how to build your commercial model is, is the biggest thing. And then being able to provide it if they're asking for it is, is the other big thing. Um, so there's the board members, there's board, sort of board observers um, and, a, and a cadre of people across who can help from branding to sort of the government work. So Oren Hoffman is able to do that and, and think through like, what are the, the non-dilutive funding opportunities um, with our government with building sort of the policy pathway with commercializations and sort of business strategy. So um, I think most of our companies, one of the things that makes them unique is that I think that a, a lot of our portfolio is really good at being like, hey, I need some help. And then we try to just be really ready so that if people are there and ask for help, we're a little bit like, we'll be here and we can figure it out and we can help you figure yeah. out how to do this really efficiently. Yeah, I mean, we engage in everything from storytelling like right now is a you know perfect example to you know marketing to go to market strategy to structuring subsidiaries to th- you know or, you know how do you how do you set up a, a you know a vertical um, you know we, you know our conversations run the gamut of business um, it's uh, and and the again it just we have had some great. You know, we have great conversations and Dul- Dulcie is somebody that I can call and just bounce a harebrained idea off of and she'll, um, she agrees with me, with me way too often, but she'll tell me when I'm all wet or give me some really solid input, which, and it's great. It's, I've got an advisor uh, with experience in this space, uh, which is, which I'm relatively new to. So uh, it, it's really, really valuable. And what kind of things have you seen, uh, you know, rise do successfully, you know, from your, you know, your leadership or your guidance? Well, I think a, a hiring is a big thing, you know, like I think that Oren and, and our team were saying, you know, being able to think about commercializing the technology is huge. And I think it was like a year long effort to sort of slowly 
rope Ken in. So that was sweet. Oh, <laughs> you, we could tell some stories on this one. Just that, you know, we probably had to do a session alone on, on what it took I, I, without, and it's not a, because they worked on me for so long. I mean, I've known about, I've known about rise for years yeah. and, um, and the, the initial approach was, oh my gosh, I, three years ago, five years ago, it was a long time. Um, you know, of uh, whenever of getting Rise to a point where Rise was ready for Ken, but more importantly, getting Ken to a point where Ken was ready for Rise, I think was well, the issue. you know, that, that was one of the things that I started, Delcy. So, you know, Ken and I have known each other for uh, you know a long time now nine, nine almost 10 nine, years, 10 years, yeah. And um, I saw the notification go up on you know one of the, the social networks that said that he had a new job. And I said, so I sent him a text and I wrote, uh, I think it was like capital J dot capital O capital, you know, capital B. Yeah. And then he he said, is this your first job ever? I think that was what the text actually asked. It was something, something (laughs) along those lines. And, um, and so, you know, we got to talking and he told me how exciting it was. And then, you know, learning a little bit about, you know, how uh, this partnership has worked, um, you know, really gave him, uh, you know, a lot of, um, confidence, you know, moving into the role, I think. And so it's pretty cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's huge. Um, so yeah, that's been well, great. Well, I'm, I'm certainly excited to, to hear more of, about this or, and, and see it um, come to fruition, you know, having had the opportunity to, to speak with Aaron and Tomas and Blake and, and Kyle, and then have, um, you know, some, some other things lined up here with uh, some of their new partnerships. And of course, you know, uh, Ken continuing to, to push that forward on the business development side and say, okay, Hey, we're at a spot now, mechanically speaking, where, you know, we're ready to commercialize things. Um, yeah. we need to, we need to actually bring in, um, you know, sales. Uh, I think this is a, a really interesting tipping point, you know, for Rise Robotics and, and then moving forward. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like right now is the cusp of when, you know, it moves from R&D into pilot, which they've been doing over the course of the last year. And then you really think about how you're expanding those pilots and creating a product in, in a vertical and um, what does that look like? And I think this is an incredibly exciting time for the company. Yeah, it's, you know, following some, go- I mean, we've had some government success, right? And DOD, you know, success, but the first, you know, now we're about to embark on the first commercial, you know, first full commercial test. Uh, you know, it's not a test. It's the first commercial application of RISE technology and in, uh, in September, and uh, it is a really, exciting time to be part of this team it, it is it's it is it is happening right now yeah. yeah the energy in the office is palpable that's for sure and um it's uh it's really really exciting so yeah, yeah. dulcy thank you so much for joining ken and i today um it's great to get your perspective on things i'd love to to do some more of these and and especially um you know learn more in the future about how you link companies uh and and partnerships um, Ken, as always, this is uh, this is awesome. We got to make this a regular thing. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know, if you need a co-host, you know, just let me know. Okay. <laughs> You've been listening to Rise Inside. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Justin. You have been listening to the Rise Inside podcast, presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page. 
linkedin.com slash company slash rise dash robotics.